Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Welcome to the greatest football podcast in the history of the world, Into the Net FC. My name, of course, is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, I gotta give it to Iraq. What a win. What an upset over Japan in the group stage match of the AFC Asian Cup. Incredible. And... Seeing just how good this Iraqi team was over a heavily favored Japanese team, you gotta give Iraq a ton of credit. Give credit to Japan as well because Japan did not stop. Japan made Iraq fight for that win every single second of the game. Now, it's no surprise that Japan is considered one of the favorites in this tournament. Because as we know, Japan is the country that has won the Asian Cup the most times. Now, believe it or not, Iraq actually won the tournament back in 2007. So it's good to see that, you know, and as I'm doing my research on the, on the Iraqi national team, I mean, they do have a history of some of triumphs. Now, they have not made the FIFA World Cup since 1986, and when they did, they only made it past the group stage. But they've appeared in the Asian Cup nine times. As I just said, they won it in 2007. They've been to the Arab Cup, you know, numerous times. They, you know, they won the Arab Cup in 64, 66, 85, and 88. Did win the uh, WAFF Championship in 2002, the West Asian Football Federation Championship, that is. Of course, winning the Arabian Gulf Cup. They won it last year as well. Of course, in 2009, they did appear in the FIFA Confederations Cup, but only made it past the group stage. did not make it past the group stage, so, man. I'm telling you, this Iraqi team, 
is talented, big time. You know, as I'm looking, you know, from this game from Japan, you know, a player by the name of Ayman Hussein. Ayman Hussein, who's actually, I believe, one of the top scorers so far in this tournament. He's actually got three goals. He scored a brace against Japan, and he also had one goal in Iraq's opening match against Indonesia, I believe. So, I'm telling you, this dude, this 27-year-old striker, he plays in the uh, Iraqi Premier League. This dude is pretty freaking good, I'm telling you. Now, he's actually tied for the highest score in the tournament. He's actually tied with Qatar's Akram Afif with three goals each. So it's good to see Ayman Hussein, you know, really honestly just start off, you know, in such a tremendous way. Now, he's 27 years old and he currently plays, as I said, in the Iraqi professional uh, Premier League. Plays for a, a club by the name of al Quwa Al-Jawiya. And <laughs> for those of you wondering, I'm actually of Syrian descent. I speak I speak Arabic a little bit. I can understand it a little bit as well. But I'll be honest with you. There's there's times where I honestly am not very good at pronouncing Arabic names. So I deeply apologize. You know, and honestly, anytime I ever butcher somebody's name, you know, it it, it causes me a great deal of sorrow because I I just don't like doing that. But anyway, so go back to uh, this match right here. So. Yep, I was actually correct. So yeah, in Iraq's opening match, it was in fact against Indonesia, and Iraq won three to one. But in this one right here, you know, honestly, seeing Iraq be so well organized defensively, offensively—I mean, Iraq just came as a team that was so highly motivated, and they were honestly—you can tell—they were hungry for a challenge because they, make no mistake about it, Japan was heavily favored to win this match, big time. I mean, Japan comes in, honestly, has got to be considered the favorite to win the tournament. I mean, I would imagine, aside from Japan, I would imagine another tournament favorite would be South Korea or Iran, perhaps. Um, and I'm looking at all, all these other competitors as well. You, know, you you got Malaysia, you got Bahrain, you got Saudi Arabia, Thailand, China, Lebanon, Syria, India, the United Arab Emirates, even the Hong Kong national team. Man... You really, this this is actually really, really exciting. I, I, I gotta tell you, the AFC Asian Cup really is pretty exciting right now, looking exciting right now. You know, we look at, you know, because right now we're in, we're in the match day, uh, match day number two phase. Iran just actually came up with a one nothing win over Hong Kong. So, to, in a, so as I recorded next, we got Jordan versus South Korea. We've got, you know, Kyrgy, uh, Kyrgyzstan versus Saudi Arabia. Oman versus Thailand. Bahrain against Malaysia. So... So as I'm doing this one right here, I mean, you know, man, Uzbekistan with a three nothing win over India, and unfortunately Syria lost to Australia one nothing. So, but we'll I'll do a I'll do a standings run, you know, in in a little bit. But first, let me just go ahead and continue to work on this. So I'll tell you, this guy Ayman Hussein, that first goal he scored, oh, now that was now that was a thing of beauty on a header. Ayman Hussein scoring, you know, giving Iraq the opening goal. Such such a magnificent thing. Now, I'm telling you, Iraq really worked hard to build on that lead because, in Japan's case, what led to their what led to their shocking defeat was some struggles defensively, but also Japan just could not they could not take advantage of their chances. It was too many missed scoring opportunities for Japan because Japan, honestly, I may be an idiot for saying this, but based on what I saw in the extensive highlights. Had Japan capitalized more on their opportunities, 
Japan could have actually erased this two-goal deficit and win the game. They could have. Now, Iraq did miss opportunities of their own, so Iraq could have honestly increased their lead. So, one of the biggest things that mars this game was that there were missed opportunities from both sides. But one side was able to capitalize more than the other. Now, right before the, uh, the end of the first half, Ayman Hussein doubled the lead and... I'm telling you, based on the replay, it looked as though the ball went, went out of play. But somehow the referee decided that the ball was still in play. The, the way that build up, a player by the name of Ahmed Yaya. Ahmed Yaya literally runs right across that pitch, okay? And there was only one person that was there for him to help, you know, create a goal. And that was Ayman Hussein. Hussein was Yaya's only target. And by only target, because there was literally, he was literally the only guy there. None of the Iraqi players were, were there to be found. They were nowhere to be found. So, I, I think, you know, part, maybe because they thought that the ball was going to be considered out of play, so maybe they let their guard down. I mean, I don't know what happened. But all I know is, is from what I saw, Ayman Hussein stayed in play. So did Ahmed Yaya. They found that connection. They were right there. The right place at the right time. Both guys. And it gave them a 2-0 lead. And Ayman Hussein, once again, a beautiful, and I mean a beautiful golazo. Huh. Incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. I mean, this, this Iraqi team just... Oh. In that first half. I mean, I'm telling you, Japan looked, you know, a little bit just so badly disorganized. But there was... I mean, honestly, I gotta, I gotta tell you... For Iraq to go into the first half with a two nothing lead, I guarantee you that I guarantee you they felt that the second half would be the longest second half that they had ever played that this team had ever played, and boy was it. Japan, I, I'm telling you, Japan just coming off close and close and close, but just not being able to put the ball into the back of the net. Again, I'm not going to exaggerate when I sit here and say Japan could have come from behind and win the, and won this game. They could have. They really could have. Now, again, I'm not going to discredit the Iraqi defense as well, because the Iraqi defense and that goalkeeper played exceptionally well as well, but it seems that Iraq was able to basically counter anything that Japan was trying to do. But in most cases, Japan just could not finish. Sometimes not so much like make a shot on goal, but they just could not really get the ball, and they could not get into the proper position. So I'm looking at the stats. Japan had a total of 15 shots and only two were on target. So when I say that they could not take chance, they, they could not take care, take advantage. A lot of times they could not get that shot on target. Iraq had three shots on target and they made two of them count, at, at a total of eight shots total. And not to mention Japan dominated ball possession, had you know even more than you know had like 600 passes and a better passing accuracy. I'm telling you, make no make no mistake. Japan was really dominating on the pitch, but Iraq was just finding ways to just basically foil any plot that Japan had, you know, in, in terms of scoring. Now, I'll never forget, in, in the 2022 FIFA World Cup, when I praised, and I do mean praised, this Japanese national football team, when they, especially when they pull off that upset over Germany, this is basically what I said. Japan basically utilized a formula that you don't see in Europe. You know, I always say these these very, very good Asian national teams, they develop their own style of play that is so unique and so incredible. It's something that you don't see in Europe. 
they prove that it's not only the Europeans that know how to create great formulas and style of play. Not only the Europeans and the South Americans, but the Asians too. Kind of sounded a little weird, but... The bottom line is Japan created something of their own and it was unique. And I called it the Japanese strong style of football. Now for those of you that don't know, strong style is the Japanese style of professional wrestling. So I kind of incorporated my passion for pro wrestling into my passion of football. So I said that Japan created their own style of Japanese strong style in, term of, in terms of football, and it was incredible. Now Japan, I still feel came with, it, with that today, but today was just not really a good day for Japan. I mean, Japan has their own style, but Iraq decided to come in and, you know, and, and kind of utilize their own formula. Their own formula to counter Japan's brilliant Japanese strong style of football. So it's good to see, again, like I said, these Asian teams... You see the Asians right here. The Asian teams create their own style of play. And once again, they're all proving, they're all solidifying that it's not only the Europeans and the South Americans that know how to create the best styles of play in the sport of football. The Asian teams can do it too. So, but, you know, only one corner for Iraq. I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be very, very, very brutal, man. But I'm telling you, Iraq just, you know, Kept their confidence, stayed focused, just was so Iron Rock solid. I mean, they were calm. Now, they conceded a goal late in the game, and Japan, you know, certainly had enough time to equalize, you know, to make it a 2-2 game. But even during that time, Japan could have scored, you know, at least two more goals. Like I said, late in the second half, Japan was all of a sudden starting to look like, you know, the way we, we recognized them. They were starting to, to basically put more of the pressure. And again, they just could not capitalize on their opportunities because again Japan could have won this game they could have erased this 2-0 deficit and win, and, won, and win the game they didn't Iraq just basically decided nope today's our day we're the better team and they proved it so I give Japan a ton of credit for keeping the game alive and really giving Iraq the challenge of their lifetime of a lifetime but also give credit to Iraq because Iraq took that challenge, they accepted that challenge with great courage, and they defeated it. So now as I look at the standings of the AFC Asian Cup, amazingly in their group, Iraq is on top with two wins, okay, with a positive goal differential, five goals and then conceding twice, okay. Now Japan's in second, followed by Indonesia in third, and you have Vietnam at the bottom. So clearly, you know, from Group D, Iraq and Japan are very likely the teams to, to, to advance. Now you look at Group A, Qatar is on top. Qatar is 2-0, and now Qatar is actually the host country. Then you have, in second place, you have China, who actually suffered two draws to open, but China is actually in second place. You have Tajikistan in third, and Lebanon in fourth. Now, Tajikistan and Lebanon, neither of them have a win, but Lebanon's at the bottom because of their negative th three-goal differential. Now, Tajikistan and Lebanon, according to this, have yet to even score a goal. So, now in Group B, you got Australia, Uzbekistan, Syria, and India. Well, it doesn't surprise me that Australia is on top. Now, Australia has got to be considered another one of the favorites. Uzbekistan being in second place kind of surprises me because I felt that Syria would be the one. As far as India being uh, with two losses, well... You know, sometimes, yeah, you know, I always wonder, I've always wondered, was the Indian national football team ever good... And, you know, from what I'm told is, you know, in, in India, football is not the main sport. It's, it's cricket. But from what I understand, and I've been assured that football is popular in India, but I guess maybe the Indian national team is just not very, very good. But then again, 
they did qualify for the Asian Cup, so they've got to be good if they're qualified. But so now moving on to Group C, you've got you know Iran, the United Arab Emirates, Palestine, and Hong Kong. Well, Iran being on top is no surprise, and you know and speaking of you know the UAE and Palestine, you know battle to a one-one draw today, and then you got Hong Kong at the bottom, which unfortunately is very bad for the team. We just talked about Group D. Now Group E you got Jordan, South Korea, Bahrain, and Malaysia. Well, it's certainly interesting to see uh, Jordan actually being being right now on top, you know, over South Korea. And they both have one win, but uh, <laughs> it's the gold differential right now that that honestly tells the difference. So then you got Group F: Thailand, Saudi Arabia, Oman, and Kyrgyzstan. Well, Thailand's on top. Well, that's very very interesting right here. <laughs> I'm looking at you know right here. Who did Thailand play in the in the first game? Hmm. Oh, Kyrgyzstan. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, this this Asian Cup really is off to uh, really off to a good start. And you know, of course, of course, you know, by you know by the, by the time this is out, a couple of games will, will, will already be be done. So, because here I am recording, here it is. It's it's January 19th, and this will be and by the time this is published, it'll be the 20th. So, for everybody wondering, you know, about the timing being a little bit off, but. Well, next Monday is when the match day number three phase starts. And, you know, match day three, we're going to have Qatar against China. We're going to have Australia versus Uzbekistan. Japan versus Indonesia. Iraq versus Vietnam. So I expect Iraq to actually finish the group stage with a perfect 3-0 record. So I expect Iraq to actually win this to win this group. Certainly do. South Korea should have no problem against Malaysia, but never say never, right? Saudi Arabia versus Thailand is certainly interesting. And I didn't mention, you know, about Saudi Arabia, they're actually second in their group, so so I would, I would imagine this particular game, Saudi Saudi Arabia versus Thailand, you know, in match day three. I mean, well, I would imagine this could be the side on who wins the group, but again, the excitement the excitement right now for this Asian Cup really really is pretty overwhelming, and you know, here I am covering the you know covering the Asian Cup for the first time on this show, so. You know, of course, right now you also got the Africa Cup of Nations as well, and uh, yeah, obviously I, I gotta keep, I gotta keep the show rolling to the best of my ability, despite the, the limited uh, the limited uh, coverage and uh, limited broadcast of these games over here in the United States. But doesn't mean I can't do my best, and that's what I'm gonna do. So once again, congratulations to Iraq on a huge win over Japan. I believe this is actually their first win over over Japan in over 40 years. And I believe Ayman Hussein that he scored his 20th goal for the Iraqi national team. So very, very, very special day for the Iraqi national team, and many, many congratulations to them. All I can say is keep up the good work. Keep up the good work, ladies and gentlemen. Into the Net FC can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. So here's what I need you to do: hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and God bless.